Hello and welcome to What About The Music, a podcast brought to you by So Stereo. Today's guest is Micheli Arnesi, founder and CEO of Amp Sound Branding. He's one of the world's foremost experts in the audio branding industry and has decades of experience in the advertising sector, as well as music composition and brand strategy. He has worked directly with Mastercard, Kraft, Heinz, PepsiCo, Deloitte, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Dove, and countless other brands while honing in on unique holistic sonic identities for worldwide use. So now we hand over to your host, Beto Azut. Kelly. Hey, hola. Thank you so much for, for making time. And uh, obviously we're, we're here to talk about music and you've had a great career and I and, uh, would love to you know, start off by, by learning more about how you got started. Uh, what led you to pursue a career in, in music, advertising, and, and the world of sonic branding? Uh, yeah, good question, uh, Beto. It, I, I have to look back in 2008. So there is a moment in your life sometimes, you know, when you have to make big decisions and you think this is like a big decision, but I, I don't know how tomorrow will look like. So uh, I was working as a management consultant. I studied also music. But um, I had the feeling I was losing my connection to music a lot. And then uh, at that time, a new topic on the market was appearing, was sonic branding. I was fascinated by that because I started also music. And I thought, okay, maybe this is something where I can bring the, my, my left and right brain right working together. And that's why I thought, okay, I will quit my job. I would give sonic branding a try. And uh, this was Sonic Branding in a, you know early stage at that time. We will do this, uh, this uh, for brands. I, I love the idea to create you know, a personality out, you know, a sonic identity out of brand personality. This idea is something that drives me still today with the passion in this work. And this is how I started AMP and uh, how we are here 12 years later. <laughs> That's great. That's great. No, for sure. It reminds me a little bit of my story because I also had to quit my job and I went for it. Uh, so that definitely takes guts and uh, going for, you know, with that gut feeling when you feel something inside, right? You, you have to listen to that part. You know, AMP, you know, it's been going on for, for a while. Uh, what is AMP? Uh, what kind of like services do you provide? Um, so AMP um, is, is a, a world leading sonic branding company. We don't call it agency. Um, uh, sometimes we do, but it's a mistake. So we try to, to keep our narrative consistent because what we basically do at AMP, of course, we translate a brand into sound. Of course, we create uh, sonic identities for, for brands that work into the 360 degrees brand experience, right? So from um, uh, we deploy the sound uh, to advertising, TV and radio, the classical advertising, but also into digital media, media, always on content, create sounds for products. So for the day-by-day uh, brand experience through products, for events, for whenever you hear something for the brands, we are there and we create uh, like a, a recognizable red thread that uh, makes people more uh, trusted. With, with a brand, creates brand equity, but translates the brand sound into the context. So this is what we do at AMP. Uh, and for this reason, we have very different teams that, that work on that. So we have a client manager, we have brand experts, we have a creative team that is really 
able to distillate the, the, the essence of a brand and create um, the brand sound briefing. We have a production team. We have also a team that works with artists because we believe a lot on the power of co-creation. So we try to be very authentic in what we do, working with some artists, depending on the brand brief, depending on the direction we want to take. And all these uh, competencies, they are uh, really um, uh, part of our uh, services. A couple of years ago, I think uh, four years ago, we started also to develop uh, tools that help uh, uh, brands to understand if the sound that we are developing is the right one or, or not. So like uh, tools that help us together with, uh, with partners to do um, artificial intelligence, audio testing, and uh, um, uh, also measurements of the tonality used by brands with the sound uh, and, and all these kind of parts. No, that's great to hear. And it's great for context. Uh, you know, music is very important. Right. And that's kind of like the goal of this podcast to make sure that people are aware of of the importance of music and advertising and, you know, sonic branding plays a big role there. Uh, curious what what type of uh, resistance uh, at the beginning that you had, like obviously a lot of brands, there's other things that have more priority than music oftentimes and, and sonic identity. Right. Uh, and you can see that sometimes by looking at their budgets uh, and, and how how they're spent. Uh, but in reality, one of the things that we, I mean, that I'm astonished is, you know, you look at a video, 50% of it is visual, 50% of it is audio, right? So uh, yet kind of like while the budget tends up on most cases, right? Not all the time, but in most cases ends up going for the video side uh, and the creative side on that. So what type of resistance have you seen uh, on your end, especially at the beginning working with brands and trying to push Sonic and, and music forward? I mean, I look back to the 10 years, right, uh, period, and uh, there was a big change. At the beginning, in, in Italian, you say uh, it's like the discovery of hot water. So when we talk to brands and we try to make the point why sound is very important for them, this was like, yes, of course, but nobody came to this, you know, idea. So that there was, the resistance was actually that there was no clue that there must be a budget allocated in the brand identity development for sound. It's like, oh, this comes on top. This behavior changed thanks to, of course, sometimes to the work we did also with, with global brands in the past years. We were moving a couple of years ago from a, a push to a pull in the market. So now we, we see brands that are asking. Uh, the question changed. They are asking, can you tell us how we can start with this topic so what what we need to do to fulfill right to start a sonic identity so they are asking to be guided while in the first five years we had to explain why this is important i think this is a given also thanks to the work of great clients like mastercard and the work that for example raja rajamanar the cmo of mastercard is doing with us like pushing the boundaries of, of sonic branding even more and even more. So all brands are now aware that this is part of their, you know, mandatory uh, elements that they need because sound and voice, you know, it, it's there and uh, they are asking how to do that. Yeah, we, we've definitely come a long way, like 2022 right now. And, um, you know, music in advertising, like it's always been important, but now more people are aware. 
you look back 10, 12, 15 years ago, it wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, usually whenever a client in the advertising world is, is seeking a song uh, or, or a use of music, it's like either custom music or stock, right? Or maybe a recognizable song or maybe an independent artist, right? There's so many options. You know, in the past, it was either, oh, let me just, if I have a low budget, let me just do stock music. If I have a high budget, let me just go with a recognizable artist. But there's so many options now in between. The sky's the limit of, of what you can do. I want to make you uh, an example for this because I think that brands are getting creative around the idea of using music. If you look at our, we, we at Tempo, we work since four years at the global ranking of Sonic Identities. We call it the best audio brands. It's a, it's a ranking where we uh, analyze with uh, the help of uh, different tools and also with a team dedicated to that nine months uh, per year to create like a, um, a comparable system to measure the uh, outcome of Sonic Identity for, for the best 250 brands in the world. So it's a huge amount of work. What we have seen there, if you look at the first five brands ranked in that ranking, you have also Apple. So if you think about Apple, I think this is an interesting example because they don't have a Sonic logo. They don't have a, a, a recognizable musical thread that when you can close you know, your, your uh, eyes, you can recognize Apple as a brand. But you can because they started using, of course, the, the sound from their products. So from their customer experience as a part of the musical storytelling uh, in the TV commercials. The brands are, are getting more um, you know, creative about the possibilities offered by the flexibility of sound and music. So if you hear in 30 seconds add five times the camera sound of your iPhone, you can put whatever music you want. You know who is talking there. You know exactly who is talking, right? which brand is talking. So I think it's a very clever way, the, the choice between cheap stock music and you know, very uh, um, uh, costly, expensive uh, license tracks. There is a word in between and the brands are, brands are starting using this flexibility. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You, know, you look at there's uh, broadcast TV, there's online, paid media, social media, organic usage, right? And so depending on where a spot is going to live, you make these decisions. Um, and so definitely like there's a world in between and we're trying to push uh, the independent artist route because we believe they provide a lot of value and, and can help brands uh, stand out for sure. And, and also, uh, Beto, you know where, where sometimes the problems arise is in the, in the trust, in the level of trust because brands that don't have a flexible strategy, they use cheap stock music for always song content. Then uh, you are watching like an ad and this is completely disconnected from the content you get every day on, on in the social channels. And, and, you know, this disconnection is basically disrupting the brand experience. There you go. Exactly. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, Michele, talk to me about um, kind of like a, a career highlight. I know that you've had a lot of success working with Mercedes-Benz. Talk to me about how that relationship came to be and, and some of the work that you've done together. Uh, Mercedes-Benz is one of our um, uh, biggest clients um, globally. And um, maybe I don't talk about the eight months pitch phase we had to, uh, to win that client. It was really a hard uh, adventure, but was um, a, a good adventure because where we uh, started, we started with Mercedes-Benz basically creating 
um, a sonic DNA for the brand, like a set of ingredients, musical ingredients that uh, the brand can use for the entire communication on, in, um, in all channels. And uh, the uh, set of musical ingredients like melodies, chords, and sounds, and everything mixed together is like cooking, right? Yeah, you cook with, with different ingredients. At the end, it tastes Italian, but you can cook very different things with the same ingredients. And this is the secret behind that strategy, because with Mercedes-Benz, we have been able in the last uh, uh, three, four years to work with um, artists all over the world where we share right, with the artist, these musical ingredients, and we create always fresh and new content, which is not stock, and which is not also like always a licensed track, but this is something that is genuine, is authentic, created by artists, and of course, depending on the storytelling, on the storyboard and the brief of, of the different uh, campaigns we work on, but reusing always these ingredients. So it, this is a proof of concept for us, of our idea of a sonic DNA, which is, you know, inspired by the James Bond example. If you look at James Bond, right, this is the best sonic identity ever. So because you, it works after 60 years still, and all artists are taking this to their own context. So they are making this part of their own culture. They are creating pop culture out of, out of it because it's flexible. So in the same way, we work with our clients like Mercedes, creating each time a new piece of, of, of culture created by a real artist, but using the um, sonic DNA of the brand for that. No, that's great because you get that brand recall, right? And it's like when, when you like the music in a commercial, uh, you know, you're, you're more likely than, than remember what that product or brand is, right? Correct. But then, you know, with the authenticity of a co-creation, you engage with the right people also because there is nothing more worse than having the same three composers doing uh, from ABBA to ZZ Top, you know, <laughs> everything. So we abandon that approach. So we, we really go into the, the core of the authenticity of styles and genres and working with artists, uh, sharing with them the DNA of the sonic DNA of a brand and creating new pieces of content. It, this happened, for example, for the CLS campaign of Mercedes, I think was maybe three, four months ago. When we launched that campaign, the same week, the artist we, we work with based in the in, in, uh, US, he was featured as in, on Ableton.com as the most busy producer in the world. So you have these coincidences because you are you know, on the, on the edge of what's happening in terms of music, you connect the artist and the style with the brand in a genuine way, not a, like a sponsorship or whatever. Yeah. And people remember that. And that has, that has recall, that has, you know, big power and, and, you know, brands need to leverage that. And, and you're seeing that they're doing way, way more. Um, and so happy that with this podcast, we're helping that cause a little bit, right? That's kind of like the goal that, that, that we have. And you've also, you've also worked with MasterCard, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, yes, yes. We worked with MasterCard since uh, 2018. Uh, it's uh, still uh, uh, also a big client and we, we do a lot of different things uh, with them. So we, we created a sonic DNA for the brand, which is like the core of the sound. But then we deployed that sonic DNA also there on digital events, uh, you know, the, 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 the payment sound. We... Uh, and also we are working on other topics like also 
um, the voice and everything you you hear from the brand is connected. Uh, last year for the Copa America, so we, we are connecting also the sponsorship with sound, which is important because a MasterCard was sponsoring the Copa America and uh, we created, for example, uh, with a band uh, uh, from Miami, we created the song for the sponsorship that contained the sonic DNA of MasterCard inside, but was used for... Uh, of course, the uh, commercials for the sponsorship activities for the events and was also in the top five uh, um, uh, hit uh, in five countries. So you can connect the sponsorship, the brand, and also the, uh, the culture uh, with music. And this is where we work. We connect, basically. Yeah, and it's part of the same sonic strategy people remember. Uh, you know, it's that brand recall that you get. Exactly. And I have to tell you also one fact, because MasterCard measured the brand recall. And uh, if you consider that this brand recall means that the level of trust, for example, for consumers using the, the, the card and paying with the card, hearing the sound, uh, raised by 80%, the, 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 the trust of consumers when they hear the, the, the sound while they are paying. These are hard facts that, of course, contribute to the return on investment for, uh, for the Sonic branding, for the Sonic identity. And these are, you know, for other brands, important to look at because there is a return on investment tied to the development of sound. It's not only a qualitative topic. It's also quantitative, right? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, like, oftentimes we see that unless music is the, the highlight of a campaign, a lot of times brands start or agencies start with a brief and the brief from the beginning, it has a specific artist in mind, right? But sometimes when, especially for like organic content, you know, the shelf life of the content is very, like, it's very quick, right? It just lives online for a day. For a lot of that content, you know, I, I think the solution for brands is, oh, let me just get whatever piece of stock track. You know, why do you think that is, uh, you know, wh why do you think that unless music is the campaign, unless music is the, the thing that is, you know, the most important element uh, that music is kind of like the last line item, right? Why do you think that is and how can we change that? It's proven that uh, the right music makes people stay longer in watching videos. And I agree with that. Of course, the, the, the consumption of this content is just one day, then it's like gone, right? Uh, but uh, th there is another uh, opportunity beyond the stock music. Uh, there is an opportunity also to um, to create content that can be reused, right? So uh, what sometimes we have to do, and I hate this, is like sound alike. But if a brand cannot afford an artist, they ask us to, to create a sound alike, which is a terrible thing because you, you copy basically one track without doing that. Uh, and, and this is disrupting as well the experience because everybody knows that at the end, the, the, the brand could not afford the the right track and made like a, a copy of it. Instead of doing that, we should go back and think about, you know, talking about, I don't know, because we're talking about James Bond, Adele, right? If, if you want to go for a track, you know, of Adele for, for an ad, but you cannot afford the licensing of this track, instead of doing a sound alike, why don't you search for an artist that has, you know, a, a similar style, a similar approach? Of course, it's not Adele, but I can guarantee you, and you know it better than me, basically, you have tons of Adele out there that needs to be discovered, right? I mean, I say it every day. There's 
there's 22 million songs uploaded to Spotify every year. And most of those are by independent artists. And how many up and coming young artists has Adele influenced, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, and then that, you know, sometimes the big are influenced by the up and coming. As, as, so once they establish their name. So why are we trying to copy one track instead of taking a step back and thinking about what makes this special? Let's look for artists that have, you know, the same style, but we don't need to copy a track, a single track. And this is the, the, the education that we sometimes do. But to be honest, the hardest education is with the agencies, not with the brand themselves. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of times, you know, producers at advertising agencies, they, they have so many responsibilities. Uh, aside from music, it's normal for, for music to be overlooked sometimes just because so many deliverables, so many things that they have to coordinate uh, and check with with the budgets and everything that it's very common that music gets overlooked and oh i have one two days to ship uh let me just get this piece of stock and and that'll do the trick let me give this library to my editor they'll pick whatever it'll be cheap uh it'll be good for my budget let me good to go right um and a lot of times that's overlooked because it's organic uh right but but there's tools out there uh, that can help with that. So, so it's good that we're that we're talking about this. Um, Miguel, a question for you: Like, what what advice would you give? You know, agency producers. What advice would you give uh, brand marketing teams as to how best to approach music uh, for content and 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 sonic branding? What what advice would you give? Um, <laughs> a hard question. Uh, so uh, different advices. So first, I mean, music is. Uh, fantastic because music is like a liquid music is like water music is so flexible and some people they over you know um oversee that so they think uh, this is about a song it's not about a song music can be shaped music takes the shape of the container where you put the music right so it there is so much potential in working with music and uh, I think the, the, the one recommendation is to not underestimate that potential. Just think a little bit out of the box. Working with, with artists, you can create pieces of music that are created in a way that with one piece of music, an authentic piece of music, you can create maybe 100 videos if you want, because you think about the aspect of flexibility, how build things. And, and uh, so I think there is an underestimation of this potential in terms of flexibility. And uh, if you have something uh, that engages you emotionally, it doesn't play a role at the end. If you have just a guy playing that with piano or you have an orchestra playing on stage. So this is exactly the, the thing that I want to tell the people to not, not underestimate out there. So the, the, the flexibility. No, that's, that's great advice. Uh, it's something that I always ask because you know, everyone has like a different opinion a lot. And, and I like the analogy, uh, you know, it's like water uh, and, and the, the flexibility of it. And depends on what container you, you put it on. Uh, what direction would you like to see music taken advertising? You know, where are we headed, you know, five years from now? My desires, <laughs> uh, talking about the Christmas list, right? The Santa Claus list. So I think it would be great if, um, the advertising agencies and also the departments on, on, on brand, they start to think about um, 
like more possibilities to use music as as we talked before uh with your question right uh stock or like license there is a word in between so there are so many possibilities so my my desire would be to explore these possibilities because it's not only black or white right so it it's still a lot of uh typical process and alignment that brands go for a licensed track if they can afford it but also sometimes the licensed track is just because someone had this idea but you know this could be done in a different way or they go for stock music so it seems to be that you know there is no alternative and my my desire is to explore these alternatives creatively right so with the right people on board with music agencies on board sonic branding as a you know sonic identity on board and also with a little bit more creative fantasy like apple did including the 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 product sounds into the storytelling there are a lot of possibilities in that so my desire would be open your mind and move with new ideas in how to use music in that not always what you already know no that's great that's great uh and lastly you know what what type of music are you listening to these days uh something that i like to ask everyone what type of music uh you know obviously like music is a companion uh and you know for me you know i have weeks where you know i'm working and i'm listening to you know all of a sudden I'm listening to james brown uh all of a sudden I'm listening to the beatles all of a sudden I'm listening to you know different artists right depending on on what's going on so question for you is like what do you listen to these days um these days I'm very heavy on uh, um on soul uh and funk because I think uh, um when I'm traveling especially uh you know I pick up a track and I I listen to the same track a lot of times so I'm now I, I just uh, uh I'm in in funk and soul but also some more um very uh, you know light things uh, like uh, Harold Melvin this is the last one I and Hester Phillips and all this kind of old you know um mix between soul and funk yeah no that's great that's great for like you have you have times where you're in the soul funk vibe you have times where you're more reggae you know it, it varies so much and that's kind of like so that's the beautiful part about it endless possibilities endless things you can do and always and as a brand as an advertising agency you can always do different genres but staying within that sonic uh world uh that you choose to live in right you you get it exactly so you 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 stay but you you explore i was last week i was in london uh, speaking and at a congress uh, the future of audio and i i met uh, an interesting project i want to mention here the name is kiki it's an app that you can use where um independent um DJs and and artists can uh, uh you know it's a curated app uh it's like a curated soundcloud if you want where people scout for you know interesting uh DJ mix and and uh, and the songs uh and they are curated in shows where people you know um uh, select uh, describe the music and this was an interesting discovery because i was thinking for the first time last week with tiktok and with all the exposure we have on social uh there is a lot of user generated content but we are missing sometimes the curated content from people who exactly you know give you the opportunity to discover something so discovering music i think uh, i cannot ne- never have enough and this app is an interesting uh, uh, addition Yeah, I mean, it's all about discovery for sure. Yeah, I mean, Michele, thank you so much for for the time. It was great having you.
Thank you, Beto. Thank you for the great questions. Looking forward to keep the conversation going on. Of course.